coming up on Thunder Pop. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the 50th episode of the Thunder Pop podcast. I'm Stephen Presley, and in this episode, we are celebrating our second anniversary of this podcast. Yes, indeed, we've been doing it that long, two years already, and I'm very excited, and here's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something different for this episode. So we had a baby over the summer. And anybody that's ever had a baby knows the first eight weeks, it's really tough to watch any shows or movies or binge watch any of your favorite Netflix shows. You're just too busy. And rightfully so. You've got a, you've got a higher calling, a baby that needs your, your, uh, your support and time. But me and my wife did find a way to watch one show. It was Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. And the reason we picked this show was because the episodes are really short. They're like eight minutes long or their longest episode, I think, was 15 minutes long. So we could watch like two or three of these between naps. It was great. And we binge watched that show. And so for this show, this episode, the podcast, I had this crazy idea. Podcasters in cars getting coffee. So that's what we did for this episode with Reed Charles, Feed the Reed, Johnny Lightfoot, and Jazz One. We did podcasters in cars getting coffee. It was a lot of fun. We talked about all kinds of things. Of course, we talked to Star Wars, Justice League. We talked about Aliens. We talked about Joe Rogan. It was a very free-form, relaxed. Anyone that's seen comedians in cars getting coffee knows the concept. It's Jerry Seinfeld. He goes out with a different comedian each episode and they get coffee or they go to a cafe and they get pastries and tea or whatever. And it's just a very casual, free form format. So I thought, let's do that for this podcast in tribute to my summer, to our to the summer that me and my wife had and the one show we were able to binge watch after we had our baby, Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. Here it is, the second anniversary, right after this theme song. Here we are at Starbucks with Reed and was it Thursday night? Thursday night with Reed Charles at the coffee shop. We're at Starbucks, right? Good night, cunts. He he had to slip that in. I can't see it too loud. We we told a story how that that came to be <laughs> on one of the shows. This was uh this has become Reed's uh is that your become your catchphrase? Yeah, I thought about changing it, but nah, I'm gonna keep it the same. We're at so. You have a ritual before the every the beginning yeah. of mm -hmm. before you come and record a, a podcast episode where you record the show. Yeah. You go and get you go to Starbucks. You go to this Starbucks. This is the particular one you go to. Right. This is the one I drive to. 
it's just funny how we come here and the drive thru is not, not working. Is you the drive thru usually going? The drive thru is always working. Oh, so that's what I was confused. When we got here, we were out in the parking lot, and Reed's like, wait a minute, drive thru's not going. And I was like, oh, well, it, maybe yeah. it only goes during the day. No, and you're no, like, no. That's what you get your you get yeah, your drink. I drive through. You drive through before you come and to, then I, yeah, go to your before house. you come to the house to record. Yeah. And so tonight we're For here. Some, yeah, and it's we actually down. are doing we're recording here and the drive through is closed. Yeah, that's kind of weird. That is weird. It's like maybe that's a sign like we're in the right we're right where we're supposed time, to be. Time to change, son. Oh, you have to <laughs> always go. To it has to always go dark. Uh, so this is Reed's ritual before yeah. a show. He stops. He goes to the drive through. And he gets a what? What drink do you get? Um, well, this time I got the uh, peppermint mocha. Uh huh. So, so you change it. You change it, it yeah, up. Change it up a little bit. You usually usually go, get the uh, latte, hot. Yeah, no, the cold. I always get the uh, mocha frappuccino. That's your usual yeah. go-to. But you figured the holidays, you change it up. Yeah. Well, they had the, the mint, so I was like, yeah, go with that one. Starbucks is going to owe us some money here in a minute for giving them all this free advertising. Probably. Well, I got a free one last weekend. How did how that happen? Memorial Day. Oh, no, for Veterans Day. Oh, because you're a veteran. No, I just, I just, I particularly asked for this one cold. They gave me two of them. I had two of them. I didn't even, I didn't even eat We're, Saturday. I don't, all I did was drink those two for the whole day. That was all I did. Well, caffeine is a appetite suppressant. Since from smoking on top of that, I was good to go. Oh, oh shit. I can go days without eating. It's, that's, the, that's the Reed diet. That's it's cat coffee. Two, cat, co two and coffees some, and cigarettes. And cigarettes. You lose weight. <laughs> we should do a before and after. <coughs> You That's the reason do, why I'm coughing too. You should do yeah, exactly why you're coughing. Oh God. You should, uh, I think something came off uh, out of your, uh, it's like stranger things here on the floor. Something spit, <laughs> spit up on the floor. It looks like a demodog. It's a demodog. Yeah, it's a demodog. Um, so yeah, I thought, hey, what would be fun is if I went out with you and got to see where, see what, your, what, your rich, what your secret, how you prep for the show. Well, maybe because I'd be, you know, fucking bored as fuck falling asleep during the podcast <laughs> once you get there <laughs> so you have to stay awake so you have to be caffeinated but we then after you do the show you usually go home right yeah and and don't you get uh like have trouble going back to going to sleep after all the caffeine late in the evening no all the hate in my heart it knocks me out it knocks you right out all the hate in your heart especially if you have a show a particular episode where you get really fired up about something i just go to sleep hateful and I have a good sleep. I'm all warm. <laughs> it's uh, you, you, it warms you from the inside out. From the all, inside all out. All the hate burns and anger. Up. Yeah. Um, blankets. Hey, speaking speaking of hate and anger, we hadn't had you. We haven't been able to talk about since it came out on the show. Uh, is Star Trek Discovery? Oh God, speak about hate. Yeah. Now you Jeez. finished it, didn't you? Oh my God. You 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 finished the whole season. Well, see. STD, right? STD. That's what they're calling it. Yeah. STD. STD. That says it all right there. Because it's full of AIDS. That's all it is. It's full <laughs> of AIDS. What is they, they should have done, what they should have done yeah. is continue on after Voyager and after Next Generation, Deep Space Nine. They should have never gone back. Why the fuck go back and try to reinvent the wheel? Stop it. Just fucking continue on where they left off. Well, they already went back with the movies. Exactly. They did the prequels. Then why not just go forward? Go forward after Voyager, uh -huh. and it would have been fine. Because I can't accept it. I can't accept this fucking Star Trek. I can't. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't fit for you. It doesn't fit. It still doesn't fit. No, it doesn't. It doesn't fit. I. I'm just. I'm just. I'm gonna watch them, so I can hate them. 
is what I'm going to do. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't well, like it. Yeah, it's got, you can totally talk shit about it. You've got to be able to watch it. You've got to be able to watch it to be able to talk shit about it. Yeah. I, I like this, but it looks great. It looks beautiful. Visually. But it's in the wrong fucking time. It should have been done. Why did they have to fucking go back? All, they always got to go back and try to reinvent something, whatever the fuck. No, just continue it go from there on. Go, go forward. forward. Yeah. At least Star Wars is doing that. Yeah, exactly. They're going forward. Because I bet you anything, they probably thought about re- redoing it. These fucking dickheads. You know they fucking thought about Somebody it. Somebody did. Fucker so, I mean, we saw the the uh, documentary that William Shatner had done. Oh, we, uh, Chaos on the Bridge, yeah. And how much politics was going on behind the scenes during the next generation. Oh, God, yeah. So you can imagine now, still today, Oh, there's, see, they haven't forgot how to fuck stuff up. They still know how to fuck stuff up. They still know how to fuck things up. But I tell you, what's better than fucking Star Trek or, or STD is is Orville. Orville's way better. Yeah, so you were you were one of those people, like, on the Star Trek groups, people have blown up the Star Trek. They've blown up the the, yeah. uh, the chat, the, the groups, oh, yeah. with conversation about that very thing. Because... About Orville versus STD. Orville is... is what Star Trek is, and what made Orville makes a world better is a comedy that makes it even fucking better. Because it's it's doing comedy is hard. Do, yeah, and you know, and the one and doing sci-fi comedy is even harder. And, and they're doing it. Nobody and has very not many people. The last episode, the last very episode, few people had the balls yeah. to do that. The last episode I saw was where they were going to go to something. What do they call it? Um, they call they called it a glory hole. They got the they the, got the Taylor Swift basin really hard in this place, don't they? <laughs> I know they do. So the, the, there was this this uh, portal that basically went through it and went to another part. It went through a wormhole, is what it did. But the guy who was a helmsman called it the glory hole, and that was the funniest part of the show. Now Captain the Captain um, um, Seth Rogue Seth the uh, McFarland says, "No, it's not. You're the only one that calls it a glory hole." And that was like the funniest part of the whole goddamn show, but everything was serious. The whole episode was serious, but that one little comedy there was fucking. That did. It, that was enough for the whole episode. Wow. And then it's like that's how they. That's that's the way Star Trek should have been, like comedy, real, because you make fun of shit in real life. Mm-hmm. And they would, but it's a serious situation that was going on in the show. Orville's way better than STD. Wow. No one wants STDs, man. So one of the most simplest things that would for you that would have made STD immediately better was to not made it in the past to move, yes. make it make it after make these, it after. after the other shows. Because I would have accepted everything that they're doing on STD if it had been after Voyager. Going forward. Going forward. The whole gay relationship, the whole Klingon morphed, whatever, they're all fucking mutated and shit. That would have made more sense in the future than it would be in the past. Mm-hmm. That the ship being able to pop in and out like FTL, like the what, like Battlestar Galactica, like what it's doing, the same kind of FTL drive, basically mm-hmm. it pops from one place to another location. Yeah. How was that not not in the fucking database? How was it? How do how do all the Starfleet officers that have Omega Omega level security yeah. not know about that? Right, it's horseshit. So they should have put it further in the future, not in the past. That's that's where they fucked up right there. I would have accepted it. I can't accept it now because it's because it's all stupid. It's fucking retarded. Uh, I can't. I can't accept that. Do you think those sh- uh, between those two shows, which one do you think is going to last longest? Orville. Orville. Do you think is going to la- outlast STD? Star Trek is dead. Yeah. You think that show is going to kill it? Yeah. These fucking dumbasses really fucking fuck this pooch. They fucked this up really good. Yeah. And there's no. I mean, at this point, they can't change it all of a sudden. They they set where the they're. The only way they can fix it is saying it's a it's a, a parallel universe. That's how they're going to fix it. That's the J.J. Abrams, Abrams equation. Yeah. That's the way they're going to fix it. Will they do that again? They're going to have to, because they're once they realize they fucked up. But which timeline? Is it J.J. Abrams' timeline then? 
It's the STD timeline. It's a third timeline. It's a different timeline. Uh, even a third. Just don't touch it. Don't go to that, that whorehouse. Leave it alone. Just stay away from that whorehouse. I guess if you can have two timelines, you can have another one. You infinite. can have as many as There can want. be as infinite amount of timelines. Same as having a bunch of girlfriends. Same thing. How is that the same as having a bunch of girlfriends? Different hoes, different lines, different family lines. Who cares? Oh, there you go. <laughs> Did. I, See? Hate, I hate STD. Do you think uh, it's the worst Star Trek TV show yes, all, ever? The prettiest. Like uh, a pretty girl having visually, STDs. Yeah. Like a pretty girl with STDs. You don't want to touch her, man. Uh, <laughs> Have you heard that theory that people had on, online that the character from Star Trek Undiscovered? No, not Undiscovered. The one they went to Earth and they had the whales, that movie. Captain Kirk? With Captain Kirk. The original Star Trek movies Yeah. with Kirk and Spock. Yeah. That was the third, the third fourth. Yeah. No, because they had Rathacon. two. Search for Spock. It was three. So I think it was the fourth one. The fourth one, yeah. When they came to, to uh, present day Earth, mm -hmm. and they were in, it was it was in the eighties. Yeah. yeah. It was, that was present day Earth, and they had that that infamous scene with the guy that flips him off the boombox and Spock puts the Spock oh, hold yeah, on him yeah. uh -huh. in the subway. Well, in that film, there's a there's a captain, a woman that's captaining a ship, and it was a uh, the lady that people are saying they think is they they might try to connect and say that's the same lady from STD, the lead character. That's her and her her finally getting her ship like 10 years later, or however many years later it would be. There's no, a video There's a video that, that presents that case. I gotta watch that. And how the guy says they should do this. To if, fix it. If they, if they said they would help fix it some for them. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's how they're gonna retcon the whole thing. That's how they're gonna retcon. There's also, a, I read something about one of the characters who says they don't want, they said they hope they don't bring William Shatner on to do a no, guest. No, they shouldn't be bringing any of the old people in. Why, why do they have to have Seraph there? What, Spock, Bulk, you know, all that crap, why? why? Mm -hmm. What the fuck for? Let's go forward, get, get the fuck away from that time. And, go, and you know, they, would have showed, they should have left the Klingon Federation War. They should have left it to, what's his name? Remember uh, the one we interviewed? Oh, uh, the, uh, um, yeah, Peters and... Yeah, Peters. She left at the Peters. Alec Peters. That, Alec Peters. Of Axanar. That, their Axanar mm -hmm. is what should have happened. Mm -hmm. Axanar should have happened, not STD. Do you think, though, that, ironically, Axanar might have been the reason why they still went back to the past? Was because they, they felt, like, roped in by Axanar's success? No, they're just To do something, no, something... fucking dumb. To try to do something that they thought was in a similar... Look, man, that's, you see it all the time. They always try to fucking reinvent the wheel. They always try to go back and redo it and start off again because they have a fan base. Yeah. That's fucking stupid. No, it's a, it's a bad idea. They should have went forward in time, left it alone. Yeah. Back off, leave it alone. Why do you got to go back in time all the time? Leave it alone. Yeah. Why do you got to keep keep doing it? This is what if they had completely went to a different galaxy or universe, or a different galaxy, and it was far away from the other galaxy? And presented Federation huh? Galaxy? Yeah. Well, that's another parallel universe. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. The Andromeda Galaxy? No. Yeah. I think when we came in here, they just put on a Taylor Swift Greatest Hit CD and they just turned it up. I've heard her be her and, album, man. It's really good. You know, I would have never expected that you to be a, a Swifty. Oh, yeah. She's pretty, but, you know. You liked her album. She's going away from country and doing this now. She's yeah, she's the pop, pop music. So you liked her album? Yeah. The one that has the Shake It Off. That's a good, I like that one. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not ashamed to admit that. I've listened to a lot of pop albums. I agree with you. It's a good pop album. This the latest her latest album is pretty good. I haven't listened to all that. I listened to just a couple of songs off the new album. And she, from what I understood from it, uh, a guy who did a analysis on it, basically saying that she. She's the uh, editor. She actually edited some of that stuff. Oh, she does some of oh, yeah. She's very uh, hands-on. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Hands-on. Interesting. You know one thing we never talked about on the show? We've done 50 shows, mm-hmm. and you've been on for, I don't know, how many have you think you've done with me? Oh, God. Have we done... Less than 10. Are we under 10 still? Under 10, yeah. But, but not very far under 10. Eight. We did, uh, let's see, we did our... Um, very first one. Star Trek timeline episode yeah. with the Mandela effect. Yeah. We did the first episode together. The two from the Star Trek guys from Axonar. Yeah, four. Yeah, there's four there. And then we did... Um, Star Wars. Star Wars at least, at least once. You did the anniversary show last year. Yeah. yeah. Seven. Six. six. This one's seven, so probably I, one more. I think we're probably about one more away from ten. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. What, do you want, what do you want me to do for you for the tenth one? We did a Walking Dead one, too. Oh, God, we're already past 10. Yeah, we might be past 10. I don't know. If you could do a show, like, say I was, I had to go away for a while, <laughs> and you could do a show on your own and do any topic, or even if it was around, and you couldn't get rid of it. You wanted me to do a show for you? Well, okay, I'll ask the question two ways. <laughs> you come in and do a show next week, and you can do it about anything for, for, the, for the 90 minutes, for an hour, or however long. What would it be about right now that you would want to talk the about? Origin of language. The origin of language? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, what would be an interesting subject is is uh, my four-month-old because he's learning how to do sounds and stuff. Ooh, okay, I got some stuff about that. Yeah. And it's like he's really fascinated with certain sounds that he can make. Oh. So that's he good. does them. Like he does this pop sound. With his mouth. Yeah. And then he makes Chewbacca noises. And I was gonna do a meme about the baby that does Chewbacca sounds and they would do Chewbacca on like split screen. Baby Chewbacca. And then have him in one screen and then Chewbacca in the other and then go back and forth between his Chewbacca sound and Chewbacca's actual sound. You see how it sounds. Yeah, it's pretty good. He does a Chewbacca little growl. <laughs> but a baby, yeah, I, baby I would, version of that. I would pick something really, really fucking boring and yeah, go with the origin of language. Origin of So you would want to just take the show right there on the spot. You know what I've always wanted to do and I haven't done the show? Is I thought it'd be funny is I would go to HEB sometimes after I'd work out in the morning at the gym. I'd go to the HEB that was nearby and there they had a, they had a meetup with all these old people. And HEB like hosts the meetup and they have a fold out like table just set up kind of randomly in the corner of the store with like a tablecloth and they, they I guess they give them they, this old people's meetup group and they give them coffee and pastries. So they, they, they basically sponsor their meetup. They give them the place to oh, meet wow. up, and then they give them the treats, coffee, and pastries, and they host it. Which so it's elderly? Just a bunch of old people. <laughs> they, get, they get together, it looks like about once a week in the morning, because you know old people, they get up early and they go to bed early. Yeah. yeah. You know? so, they, so I'm told. <laughs> and they sit. They were sitting there, and they, they had this coffee, and I thought, that'd be hilarious to just do a show, a round table with a bunch of old people. Oh, man. You talk about hours of stories, man. Yeah, and I don't want to. Yeah, and they talk about whatever they watch, yeah. like what they're watching. Which, when my dad, you know, it's westerns. Oh, wow. It's westerns, old John Wayne movies, yeah. old war movies from that era of John Wayne, uh, and then like old shows like Andy Griffith. That's, and then they, and then my parents, they watch uh, the British 
PBS shows. Yeah. That's their TV. But other old people, I don't know, like, like you know, well, my friend Kirk and his brother, they probably wouldn't like me calling them old people. They're kind of in the middle. They're not quite there yet, but they're getting close. But they go, they still like to watch like the stuff we watch. Like he likes to watch The Walking Deads and the, the, uh, you know, the Avengers and he goes to, the, but he doesn't like sequels. He gets mad when we make too many sequels. He's like, all I needed was one Thor. I didn't need a Thor 2. I didn't need a Thor 3. He said, like, I already saw Thor. Why do I need to see Thor, Ragnarok, <laughs> or whatever? Much. It's too much for him, I guess. I guess he wants to move on to, to another, to some, see something else. Another topic. A different topic, a different story. What's funny is they used to not make all these sequels. And really, until the 80s, they really didn't start doing sequels like they do now. Like, they did start doing them like crazy. I don't know. How do you feel about sequels? I kind of agree with them a little bit, too. But, uh, hey, if there's enough material there to tell a story. Why I mean, not? in the comic book case, I mean, these comic book movies, they make sense to you could do like a serial, like you do a series of them because they've got all these stories already that they can draw from. I, don't, I, I think for me, the, where I'm at in my life now, it's more about history. It's more about my family history. Yeah. That I'm more, so I, I like to see things that are like based on, on real things like documentaries or uh, human history alone. Like I said, that's why I mentioned, you know, origin of, of language. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. It means how the fuck are we get, how are we, how are we able to talk? So that's what I'm researching now. It's like I'd like to do some more of that. I've done a little bit of it in the past, but I want to go back to it. There's a video I saw of this guy talking about um, uh, uh, Norse mythology, and he mentioned something that really, that really sparked something. And I went, I'm gonna go back and uh, sharpen up on the origin of language, and to see what he was talking about. Get more of an understanding, so that, that's what's yeah, that's what I like to do. You like when they hear uh, they borrow from history in movies, yeah, I like that. Like George Lucas took a lot of stuff from like World War II, well, Flash Gordon, yeah, World War II, Flash Gordon, and yeah. the history of science fi movies, right? Exactly. So he go, well, he wanted to make a new Flash Gordon, and they yes, couldn't, he couldn't get he couldn't right. get the rights to it, so he said, I'm gonna make my own, Flash so I'll make my own Flash Gordon, and that's where Star Wars came to be, that's where, yeah, exactly. But he was really. I really wish that when George Lucas was still kind of in his heyday as a as a as a uh, creator. Now I don't know if he was ever. I mean, he was a wasn't he a, a good director though on American Graffiti? No, he was he was a terrible director. I, I think when was the acting bad in America? Was the directing bad in American Graffiti too? It was okay, but like you know, he directed Star Wars, but he didn't direct. What about anything THX? Else after. He directed that. Tells one of his studio films. Yeah, was the directing good in that? Never saw it. I mean, he's good at directing like action, like yeah. scenes, like with with like the the sequences, yeah. like like and the and the way they cut and going from this to this. Right, right. That stuff when he's he was a in, good storyboard teller, I think a storyteller. But as far as like directing and, yeah. and and getting getting what he needs to get out well, of the that's actors. That's the reason why Empire did so well because he didn't direct. And that's why it's the masterpiece. Yeah, exactly. So he didn't direct it. But he's he a good. Gets, he gets too corny when it comes to like the love shit and all that crap. Yeah. He gets too corny. He doesn't know how to do that he stuff. Know how to do that. Yeah, and I think that, you know, he's like forty year old, 40, 40 year old virgin. Like he's just awkward. Like he doesn't know. Yeah, billionaire. Doesn't know what to say. Yeah. Do you think that if he had, he's like a guy that needs a director, and he can just come up with the ideas, yes. and that's that's where he needs to be. That's right. And the visuals. When he was doing that, well, he was, that's what he was doing with Spielberg with the first Indi when the Indiana Jones. Yeah. Spielberg handled the directing. And Lucas was yeah, there, exactly, yeah. coming exactly. up with ideas and putting in. He's a much better director than he is. Now that's in his heyday. Then he made the last Indiana Jones movie, 
terrible. And they fucked some shit up on that. Yeah, terrible. Because he put in some of his silly, like, chipmunks. The monkeys, yeah. Remember the, the weird monkeys and the... They had the CGI, CGI monkeys, yeah. instead of using practical, real monkeys. I mean, I understand that in a, in a movie like Planet of the Apes, because they're not real. They have to make they have to make CGI. Well, the technology wasn't there, but you know, Planet of the Apes is the late, latest one. Fucking awesome! God damn, it's a good movie. That's a real good movie. Well, yeah, those are those are. The There's new... even comic books to it too that happened before the movie, but I didn't want to go into another. I'm already collecting 11 titles. I didn't want to go into another <laughs> one. Yeah. But they looked interesting though. They talk about the the, the colonel. They talk about him. They talk about him. Uh, he was on a ship and it was destroyer. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's some pretty good stuff. But yeah. So there's some real stuff that's borrowed and used in a movie, even if the movie's fiction, but it borrows from history. Then you're like, oh yeah, I recognize this. You study a lot of history. Yeah. So if you can recognize something in there that you can pull from from your learning of history right. and say, oh. But this is what I was going to get to is about George Lucas. If he had made able been able to team up like Spielberg back during like that era of his like heyday, which was around 1982, when he could make his best work, and they made Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. and they did Empire Strikes Back, that was pretty much Lucas's heyday. If he had teamed up with like someone like Spielberg and done like an actual World War II film, oh God, that yeah. could have been cool. With what Lucas does with his his visuals and stuff. Well, look at look at uh, Saving Private Ryan. That was Spielberg. That's Spielberg and, and Tom Hanks. So. Yeah. So that's. So we actually got it from Spielberg. We got to see a war movie. Because he knows how to tell a story and you know it's directing it. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Mm-hmm. I still get kind of freaked out when I watch that shit. Yeah. I think Ron Howard's going to do with it taking over the Han Solo movie. That's a good idea. You know, he he's, he's finishing a movie that someone else started. Yeah, I know. That's that's kind of weird. That's some that's some treading some some tricky waters yeah, there. I know. Yeah. Well, we haven't. We're about to see Justice League, and Justice League. That's the thing that early on people have said. Oh, well, it looks like a movie that's got two different directors' hands in it. Damn. So, but to me, that can be a good thing or that can be a bad thing. That's not necessarily always a bad thing. It can be a bad thing. But if people didn't know that, would they even be saying that? That's also the thing. Well, they're, until they see the actual footage, they'll make a decision. I yeah. So the one thing we never talked about on the show, we've done 50 shows. You've been on many of them. And we have never talked about aliens very much. <laughs> and that's something we both are have a little bit of an interest in. We talk about aliens off the show. Just yeah. the other day I was on the phone with you talking about aliens. And there's some interesting well, stuff that we latest, both, yeah, both have to say about the it. The latest thing that really got my interest was uh, Joe Rogan. I did a podcast with Tom DeLong. He's from Blink-182. He actually made a company yeah. to, to the stars. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the fuck is this about? So I started watching, as soon as I saw that, I listened to his podcast, and then I started watching other people doing interviews about him. And I realized, this guy, he's really serious. He's heavily involved in it. He's, he's serious about this. Yeah. He's putting but a lot of how, time into it. Yeah, how real is it? I don't know, man. I don't know if it's fucking real or not because he has all these fucking bigwig guys that are all ex-military, you know, CIA, whatever, and they're all wanting to make this spaceship that apparently is from UFO parts. That's what the fucking deal is. I want to believe, but in the middle of believe, there's a lie. You know, the spelling of believe? Uh-huh. There's a lie right in the center of it. It's I want to believe. Never, never thought about that. I want to believe, but there's a lie in the middle of it. I don't know, man, because it's it sounds real, fucking cool, what he's doing, but he's a patsy. That's what I'm saying. 
everyone's even uh, uh, Maldi Buddha on YouTube, Maldi Buddha saying yeah. that he thinks he's a sucker for believing all this shit that these guys are telling him. Now, when he was on Joe Rogan's podcast, you can see Joe Rogan whispering. He's whispering, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Uh-huh. So you can hear him saying that because uh-huh. I wasn't buying it either. He showed a video, a video that he said that this is from one of the, the clippings, whatever, a video that the, the guys gave him, right? The CIA guys, whatever, NSA guys gave him. It's fucking fake. It's fake. I could see it's fake. It's, and so that's when Joe Rogan said, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I don't believe it, but you want to believe because these guys that he's talking to are fucking bigwigs. It, it makes sense. We'll see where it goes. Mm. Well, here's the thing. I told you this on the phone. <laughs> so years ago when I was in Colleen, yeah. in 1992, and I haven't ever told this story on the podcast, but some friends of mine, they're army brats, where we're at the Fort Hood Post, and they were... Uh, Doing some shopping at the at the um, they have an area for shopping in the post like a mall almost on post. Were they shopping for groceries? Were they shopping for lettuce? Lettuce, marijuana. Oh well, they might have been after they did that. Okay, that's what I'm. Yeah, they were. But they were they were they were in post and they were shopping shopping and they had they saw a UFO on on post. It was a flying saucer with lights. Now what year is this? And they all had the same '92. 1992. They all have the same story and they all connect. It was a group of people together. And then there were other people that were there at the same time as them that backed their story up, that saw this weird UFO. So when the power power went off that day Mm -hmm. in our area, everywhere, and then it went off briefly and then it came back on. And cable TV was kind of scrambled after it came back up. And this this synchronized. You were there too. I was there, but I, I what wasn't. What were you doing? I was in the, I was going to school. School. I went to a, a junior college there. Oh, okay, okay. But it was right across the post, and I lived in the yeah. co-ed dorm, <laughs> which was fun. fun. It's pretty pretty fun. Uh-huh. In 1992, it was uh, some good times. But anyway, that that was. Um, 92, shit. I was in the Army at the time. Yeah, and that was also the reason why I didn't get much work, actual <laughs> school done there, because I was in a co-ed dorm. To girls. With the girls, and they were, uh, yeah. They were, but anyway, power went off, UFO, and it was a weird deal. And then my friend, I won't name his name, but my friend, after that he got really into the alien stuff like DeLong did, mm-hmm. and he started joining clubs. And this was before internet was, was around for everybody in the masses to use. Only Al Gore, I think, had it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Al Gore was the only one. And the aliens, because yeah. that's who we adapt the technology from. Yeah, but, so we had, we had this, this, um, we had only way to find stuff was to go look at books or to get on these in these groups to get you get newsletters sent to you and keep you updated on what was going on. And so he was in all the alien UFO groups. He started joining them and getting uh, mailings sent to him. And he lived in Abilene. When he was back home in Abilene. His mail would always, after this point on, from this point on, his mail would always show up and it was always open when he'd get it. Stuff about the alien stuff that he, like the newsletters, would always be open. And when I was talking to him on the phone, you always heard that echo and that click sound. That's very Watergate. Like we're getting... We're that getting, Watergate sound? That we're getting bugged. Because they always said, that was always the thing, they always said when you're being bugged on an on a old uh, landline phone, I'm saying old, like they're extinct yeah, now. Yeah, because they did. Yeah, there was no cell phones. No there was no cell phones at this point. So when I we talked to each other, we talked to each other, knowing we better get off the phone soon, or our long distance bill is going to go up. Like yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, that's to right. charge this out the yeah. wazoo for long distance. I remember that. But 
I remember some bills going crazy because I'd stay up late at night talking to him about all this alien stuff. And, oh God. but we had to hear that echo sound in the background and then the click. So there's some interesting things there. But one of the things, I don't know if you, you got this, but they're saying that a lot of the technology that we have is adapted from That's the alien no, stuff. The, uh, Colonel Mar it, was a, it was a colonel that came out, wrote a book, and I looked up all that stuff too. Kevlar, night vision, all that shit that apparently came from those aliens, whatever. It's all been patented by people that actually made the stuff. Mm. So that didn't click. That didn't make any sense. Unless those people were lying, right, to cover it up, that's fine. But given this person, the, they might have given the person the idea and they made it mm -hmm. and they got the credit for it. That's one way of covering it up. But there's a woman who invented the Kevlar and they say Kevlar came from the aliens. There's a guy who invented the night vision. It, it, it came from the, like, the lenses from their eyes. They could see through night, whatever. They said, no, this guy invented it you know, at the uh, Sandia Labs or whatever, some shit. There's always a way to cover it up to like the military invented it. But yeah, like that stuff, who knows? Who fucking knows? We did mention aliens one time now, I remember, on the show. When I told you the story about the aliens HEV. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> story. So if you had, if I give you, if I gave you, this is random, if I give you a million dollars and. You had a million dollars. No, I'll give you $10 million today. And you can do, you can keep it and do whatever you want with it. It's tax exempt. The taxes have already been covered. You keep that all to $10 million today. What would you be doing tomorrow? How would you do your day different tomorrow? Would you be back at the work? Same routine? Would there be a different time, a different agenda tomorrow? Oh, man. That's a, you don't need to work after that. Um, I'd pay off all my bills. Mm -hmm. I would Smart. buy some property. Uh -huh. Buy some property out uh -huh. in West Texas. West and, Texas. Yeah. And uh, are you running from the aliens? No. Are and you trying would, to go where the aliens are? <coughs> no. <clears throat> I would buy a ranch out there, or the biggest ranch I could probably get with that much money. Build a nice house. Um, you would live in West Texas. Somewhere in West Texas, in the desert. And then just uh, I'd do a lot of research. I'd do a little, uh, just start doing genealogy. Well, then you'd have to go somewhere where you can get a good uh, good Wi-Fi too. That's true. Yeah. Well, there's some places. There's there's some patches, but you'd have to be near a town yeah. or city. Well, it'd have to be far enough and close enough where I get my comics and I can get internet. And well, I you could have. I mean, you could have comics sent to you, shipped mm -hmm. to you. If you got would, that much money, you could get well, shipped two-day delivery. There's a lot of things I would do with that money, but I think I would start. I would start making contact with a lot of my family members. Now that I'm rich, they're going to want to talk to me. Contact so. with aliens? No. <laughs> That's what I would do with the money. If you had a million dollars, I give you a million dollars, and you had to Less money? you had to spend it all by five o'clock tomorrow morning. Hookers and blow. Hookers and beer. <laughs> Hookers and blow. Hookers and blow. Because <laughs> yeah, that would that would blow. It would it'd spend it really fast. Because you can tip them out as much as you want it. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think... Um, Probably buy property. You know about that. We talked about Fembots. Do you think that... Is Reed Charles going to own a Fembot? By... If technology exists, yeah, I would. By 2000... <laughs> by, we're 2017. Will you have a Fembot by 2030 in your arsenal? Yes. You can I say it. Show them how to use a gun. Yeah, weapons. Yeah. You say that for a fact. Army, yeah. Do you think that it's going to be our undoing, is technology? No. As a society, as a human human yeah, race? No, not at all. No, you don't think it's going to turn it's on just, us? 
turn against us? Because no. that's a popular theme of movies. Well, because it's the people who are scared of change, you know, I think is what it is. But you don't think it's going to be our undoing? No. Will it save the human race? It'll improve. It'll improve? But does it sometimes do, uh, it's got a light and dark side too, though, doesn't it? Well, everything has a light and dark side. Yeah, but yeah I think it'll improve humanity. Look, look, you can't even, you can't even imagine 92 when you're there and here I am, we're like, what is this, like a... Uh, 12, this is 15 years later, right? Mm-hmm. I did the math right? Yeah. 15 years later. That's, no, that's more, that's 25 years later. Holy shit. Holy, is it my 25 years? I can't do the math. And so from then, that time in 92 to now, I've learned so much about my family, my human, human origins. I've learned so much about comics. I've learned so much about everything that I, I want more information. And so that's, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's be nice to actually talk to people face to face. People should stay away from phones more. You know, but I think the, the technology improvement for, for humans has been way better. I mean, more, I, I've, I've been more humble when it comes to learning what I've learned. Mm-hmm. Seeing what I've seen, I've become more humble. Yeah. I think it's a, technology is good for humans. There's no alien DNA. No aliens where? There's no alien DNA in human DNA. There's no... Uh, You're not buying that one either? Not buying that bullshit. Hey, Reed, I, got I was waiting for DeLong to say something about that because I know quite a bit from the research that I've done, you know, studying that I've done on my own. Yeah. To fucking blow him out of the water with any of that kind of bullshit. Yeah. Because, like, when anyone comes up and says that the, the certain burst of human existence like 50,000 years ago happened because of the alien technology, alien intervention, horseshit. I didn't happen because of that. Not buying it. Not buying it. Why not? Because it was the Anatols. It wasn't, it wasn't aliens, it the was Anatols. Was mixing with other other races mm-hmm. is what sparked it. That's what that's, that's nothing to do with aliens. Mm-hmm. It's all humans, all, all hominids mixing with each other. They're, it's give give us humans the credit that we deserve. We made those pyramids. We made Gobekli Tepe. You know what I'm saying? Now, the Gobekli Tepe is a whole fucking other story too. Mm-hmm. You know what Gobekli Tepe is? It's a dessert. It's got kind of like a caramel. <laughs> it's very sticky. And- Stretches like no like, man, like caramel. You, do you know what Gobekli Tepe is? No, I don't. Jesus, you don't know. Okay, well, Gobekli Tepe is a archaeological site that they found in, in southern Turkey. Mm-hmm. The fucked up thing about it that's very weird is that it is 12,000 years old. Now, the only other thing that's before it is that was man made is a wall in Turkey. No, in Greece, that was in a cave. There's a cave in Turkey, in Greece, that they put these bricks to stop the air from coming in because they're using it as a shelter. Then, 10,000 years later, Gobekli Tepe comes out of nowhere. Boom. You have fucking these temples that were carved out of stone, and they didn't carve into the stone. They carved the stone away to leave the, the, the animals that they, they carved into the rock. That's way harder than carving into it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you carve, you carve away all this to leave that, and a gigantic rock. You didn't carve into the rock. You just carved around it that you took away from it. And there's, there's the object. There's the little dinosaur or whatever they, the little animal they put there. Mm-hmm. That's way more complicated than carving. That comes out of nowhere. There's no other fucking man-made temples anywhere before that. There's nothing. It just comes out of nowhere. That's the whole. Gobekli Tepe is a is a is a fucking mystery. And not only that, they covered it on purpose. 
just like the fucking monolith on the moon, like when he's watching 2001, yeah. they covered it on purpose. Why? That's a fucking mystery. That's a mystery. That's real. There's no aliens and other bullshit. This is real. Mm-hmm. And, that, and not only that, it's how many years? It's 7,000 years before the fucking pyramids. Mm. That's fucking some trippy shit. That's real, son. You know what else is real? Go to the restroom? I'm an alien. <laughs> and yeah, going to the restroom. <laughs> but now now that's I- some trippy shit. Okay, so that was Reed. That was our first one. And the second one, I went to the movies with Johnny Lightfoot. And we went and saw Justice League at the Alamo Draft House. So here's a little bit from that. Doesn't the door work? Oh, yeah, it works. On the next episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. 1976 Lamborghini Countach. When you blow past them in traffic. Countach! (laughs) What do you got in that thing, man? You want to go? All right, we're here at the theater. What are we going to see? Uh, Justice League. Oh, man, I knew it. Yes. That's the one I wanted to see. Yes. Oh, man. First night, too. We're at the theater. We're at the, this would be the Alamo Draft House, wouldn't it? Yep. Lake, yeah. Lake Line. Lake Line. Lake Line. It's the, the, as Reed called it when I told him which theater I was going to, he said, oh, that's the fancy one. I said, yes, it is. Yep. I think it would be considered the fancy one. This is, this is the fancy shopping center. It's, it's probably the least draft house of all the draft houses in terms of the client base you see here not a lot of hipsters and stuff it's you know older for those that live in north i live in austin if you know northwest it'd be northwest right northwest lake line mall area you know that it's 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 soccer mom nation yep and that's not necessarily a bad thing i'm not have nothing against the soccer moms that i'm seeing here but so this is an interesting dynamic there is the Bad Moms 2, rowdy, you call it rowdy screenings. Rowdy screening, yeah. Rowdy screenings are going on, and that's where they have, uh, the, the, they show a movie like Bad Moms 2, and they, mm-hmm. they, they, it's late at night, they give out some props, like they, there's, so there's all these the fleets of women coming out of Bad Moms, just giggling and cackling, and would, yeah. be, would cackling be the word? Yeah, I, I would say at that age it becomes cackling. It's cackling, yes. So they're they're in their uh, their fleets of them with devil horns. They got light up devil horns yep. that they must have given out in the movie, and so that. But it's an interesting dynamic to have that crossing over with the Justice League crowd. Yes, very very different dynamic. So to see those two worlds in one place, that would, to me already I've gotten my money's worth uh, walking in just just observing that. But so we're going to see Justice League. Now this film has had so much news circling around it, leading up to it, just because of all the uh, drama that is going on in the DC world. Also the uh, subplots, side plots, just behind the scenes yep. with the change in directors. The the uh, is is Batfleck going to stay or is he not going to stay? And that literally is happening, like going on, like five minutes before I got out of my car. It's still like blowing up the internet of whether he's leaving, he's not leaving, he is leaving. No, he wants out. So it's just all over the map with, with Batflack leaving. And by the time this we even put this up, there'll be like a total 360 on it that he, oh, he, des- he desperately wants to stay. Yeah, it's, so. it's pretty crazy because I believe it was just like two days ago and 
it's not the thing you really want to say when your big tentpole movie Justice League's about to come out where he said he wants to cool, do a cool, graceful segue out of the DC films. Yeah, and see, that could be, um, you know, everybody, I think, wants a cool segue when they finally leave their respective character mm -hmm. in their, if it's a Marvel or a DC character. Like, Robert Downey Jr., I bet, wants a badass way to leave yeah. Iron Man. Year, I mean, years ago, Robert Downey Jr. said he's not going to do Iron Man, you know, past the, the first Avengers movie. Yeah. And then... Here he is, still doing Iron Man. Almost 10 years later? Yeah. And how many films? Eight, I think? Uh, something roughly like eight? Uh, he's got three standalones and then like four team-up movies if you count the Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. I think there's a point if you can get past the, uh, the that three that you start to love it more as you keep going and doing it. Like, yeah. like if, if uh, those Batmans, like... If Michael Keaton had gotten just gotten been able to get to the third movie, he would have never wanted to stop being Batman. Yeah, and I think a lot of it that I've heard, because obviously Ben Affleck is also a writer and director, yeah. and being Batman is almost a full-time commitment, physically and mentally. He's got to stay in shape. Robert Downey Jr. doesn't really have to worry about being buff. He's in that suit. It's it's. He's got a little bit of a. He he doesn't have to. He's not definitely not having to stay in that that Ben Affleck Batman. No, kind of buff. All. I mean, he's in like sort of everyday, you know, kind of dude that works out, but not like going mad nuts on the CrossFit. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's average. He could afford to if he wanted to go dad bod. He probably could. In the suit, he could do it. They'd let him phone. They'd let him totally do that for at least a couple of movies before they would give him a nudge about it. Yeah, I, he's a good enough actor and he's strong enough in that role. I think they would totally let it let it slip. Yeah, yeah. So here here we are, Justice League. It's we're, we're going to see it, and there's so many things that already that, that have been circling around the web. But one of the things I found really interesting was is I read one thread, and someone had said because there was a whole this all this talk about the Rotten Tomato, and they were holding back the uh, the their score. Yeah. The reviews were posted, but the score wasn't, and then there was this uh, alleged leak of the score and it was hitting around the high 40%, I think, area, which is double what Batman versus Superman got. Yes. But probably half of what Wonder Woman got. Yep. So it's somewhere in between. So if you gauge that, then you say it's somewhere between Batman versus Superman and Wonder Woman on how good the, they're, they're rating it. But then so I read something on a thread. Someone made an interesting uh, charge or allegation. They said, does Disney, is it Disney, that has their that that set, sends their dogs loose on uh, on on the on Rotten Tomatoes to bring down the score of a movie like Justice League. I mean, it's it's kind of tough because uh, it seems like every time DC gains a little traction, Marvel like the next day puts out a trailer or. Or whatever like mm -hmm. Wonder Woman comes out and then the very next day they're like putting out Black Panther and Thor trailers and then you've got Justice League coming and then all of a sudden they're like oh yeah the exact same day Justice League's coming out we're gonna drop the Punisher movie yes or it's, TV show it's relentless it's I mean it's just back and forth but it's relentless um, and and I would say really I mean DC had a tremendous summer with Wonder Woman like coming out yeah. ahead of the pack, and, and even with this, another great summer from Marvel, uh, Disney, 
um, they would probably say that Wonder Woman still probably won the summer. I mean, outweighed as far as people's praise and acknowledgement and, and just sort of how pleased they were overall. Yeah, because I mean, Wonder Woman did for generations of women what Superman did 40 years ago for for, yeah. for guys. Growing up, Superman's your hero mm -hmm. and you finally see him fly. And then for all these women who have loved Wonder Woman for so long, you have, you have uh, grandmas with the mom, with the daughter, going to see Wonder Woman and tearing up or crying yeah. at the end of it. Uh, I've heard multiple stories about that happening. And so, you know, this was a moment where generations of women never thought they were gonna get to see something like Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. And now, because of that success, I've heard things that here in the Justice League movie, she's kind of pushed up to the front and center. Yeah, that's uh, for her movie, her, her standalone sequel. And I've read that that one, uh, that, that a lot of uh, throwback. They're wanting to make that set in the 80s, right? Uh, that's what I've heard. Yeah, which would, be which would make sense for it to still be a prequel to uh, the Batman vs. Superman and the Justice League because it, then it doesn't have to deal with the baggage that comes in with yeah. having to explain a lot of different things as far as that is happening on the outskirts of the movie. Most it, definitely. It has its own little, you know, and she's kind of the uh, Captain America way, in a way of the DCEU because she started in that same timeline, sort of like Captain America, ahead yeah. of the, uh, the rest. Of, so is she the first Justice Leaguer? In this universe, I mean, uh, technically, Superman hadn't been. No, none of the others had been born. So in this timeline, yeah, in this version of DC, she would have had been around in the uh, unless they come up with another, bring in another character later that they can explain their origin, having been possibly they had been around before. Yeah, but I like the idea of an '80s throwback Wonder Woman. That mm -hmm. could be really cool. I think they could have also even done it in the '70s. It would have had a lot of that like crossover with the old TV show yeah being done if they had done it that way yeah and you could you could deal with like some Cold War stuff or something yeah they'll have that to play with which I, I would imagine I could see that being something they might toy with mm -hmm. and then also using a lot of images from the 80s like 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 uh, kind of in the in the Forrest Gump sort of yeah, uh, Ray, a, Reagan have Reagan a real Reagan in there uh, so that could be interesting too and then, yeah there was all the Cold War stuff going on so that that obviously they played history into the first Wonder Woman movie. So yeah, that one's gonna be uh, fun to see and how that goes. And then uh, Batgirl is gonna happen, mm -hmm. a Joss Whedon Batgirl movie. What do you think you could see Joss Whedon doing with a Batgirl movie in, I mean, in your mind? Joss Whedon, he's always been really good at uh, creating female heroes. Yeah. And um, really uh, fleshing them out with, you know, he did Alias and- mm -hmm, That's true. And then uh, his females uh, in Avengers with Scarlett Johansson. Mm -hmm. You know, they're all very, they're all very strong women. And Firefly, he did in Serenity. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he, it's all I, really good. I think he's gonna do a really good job. And um, I'm interested to see in this if I can tell a, a stark difference between what Zack Snyder did and mm -hmm. what Joss Whedon came in and, and either reshot or recut or what I want to see if it's seamless and it seems like two people directed it or if it seems like okay that's a Joss Whedon scene or that's a Zack Snyder scene I want to see if that if I can 
see that. Pick out what's Whedon and what's Snyder, what's got, this, what's got the stamp of each, and if they seamlessly wove the two together, or mm -hmm. if it was a little like clunky in yeah. some spots. Because I mean, Zack Snyder, you have his, uh, his Zack Snyder slow motion action that he's known for, mm -hmm. and then Joss Whedon, he has those like panning, like hero shots where it's the camera's just spinning around the action and mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Whereas Zack Snyder's more focused and then slow motion and like make it look mm -hmm. like a comic book where Joss Whedon's more of a, he wants to just sh explore the whole scene from multiple angles. Oh, he loves to do that. He's really good with that. Yeah. How he explores it from multiple angles. So this is what I'm thinking here. You have, the, they brought back Danny Elfman. They did, and the Batman score. And they got the old Batman score, and that I'm really excited about. And if you ask me what thing I'm most excited about, that, believe it or not, may be it, is to hear the old Batman score. And then I also hear he's weaving in some of the old Superman score. The old John Williams. The old yep. John Williams stuff in there. And that would be interesting, too, because I actually really like um, the Man of Steel Superman mm -hmm. score. I think it's really, uh, yeah, it's really some, unique. Yeah. And uh, like it. Like the first time I saw the Man of Steel trailer and that music swells, like I just loved it. And I mean, nothing can take away from the John Williams original, but I'm interested to see how we're gonna get, are we gonna get a little of John Williams and then a little of the Man of Steel and then a little bit of the original Batman and then a little of the uh, Junkie XL who did it in the Batman vs Superman. Mm -hmm. Like, are we gonna get them woven or are they each gonna get their little time to shine? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I've heard some really good things already too about Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Oh and, yeah, and what he came up with this, for this role, and uh, really everybody has had uh, like a good write-up of what they did with their character. Mm -hmm. And it sort of debate people debate on which one was their favorite, but they all seem to have their 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 team that's kind of behind them on the internet. Yeah, and I've I mean I've I've heard nothing but good things about each individual character. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really excited that people are raving about mm -hmm. the Flash. Mm -hmm. uh, because yeah. I'm somebody who loves the Flash TV yeah. show and I love the Flash character so I'm really glad that he's apparently getting a little chance to shine yeah um, despite the low runtime which we haven't talked about because yeah WB we, put a, a hard stamp at no longer than two hours yeah they cut it they really cut it Whedon had to cut it cut it so here's my question is if, if Ron Howard had been brought in instead of Whedon to take over Justice League would he have just reshot the whole movie because that sounds like what happened with Han Solo. Yeah, I, I, I've I've heard like 90% of Han Solo was a reshot, which means no doubt about it, Ron Howard is getting the directorial credit for Solo. He, he didn't put his stamp all over it. He stomped all over it. Yeah, he basically... <laughs> and refilmed it. He basically took what Lord Miller filmed and was like, yeah, nope. Uh-huh. Nah, nope. Yeah. And... Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm glad that I didn't hear anything like that about Justice League where it seemed like it was, I mean, I would even say if if it's up, if the directorial, if the director's guild will let them, I say split director credits. Absolutely. I, it seems like only fair for what I've read that they both get, because they both had enough input. And I know Whedon gets at least the, the screenwriting, co-screenwriting yeah. credit. And I, believe the minimum to get any sort of directorial credit is like 40 percent oh yeah and i'm sure granted i don't know if, like i said i don't know if i'm going to be able to tell but if joss did do 40 percent plus 
legally, mm -hmm. you need to give him director credit. The best thing that happened to the Justice League, and I haven't even seen the movie yet, but I can already tell you the best thing that happened to it is the same thing as the best thing that happened to the Han Solo movie. They didn't cast Kevin Spacey in either of those films. Oh, gosh. Because <laughs> so, yeah. then they were talking about reshoots at the left. Imagine, imagine if the Superman Returns universe had, had continued on. And they had him still, yeah. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. the reshoots of that would have been, uh, yeah, would have been uh, very stressful. Well, to yeah, because uh, they're spending two and a half million dollars reshooting two weeks worth of uh, Christopher Plummer to get yes. rid of Kevin Spacey. To get rid of Kevin, just to get rid of him before the release date in December. Yep. So they're shooting. Uh, they're, reshoot. Yeah, they're trying to hit that Oscar uh, window. Yep. That time frame because they really feel like they have a movie that's they've hit a home run, but then at the la in the eleventh hour they get this big curveball that. Uh, Kevin Spacey suddenly is not well, popular I, I anymore. I think it's, it's really cool of the studio to do to, it's a, it's not a blockbuster movie. Two and a half million no. dollars yes. for a wow. little movie like that is a lot of money. And the fact it's that Michelle Williams and Mark Wahlberg were 100% like, yeah, I'll, I'll come back and film my scenes over again with Christopher Plummer. I'm sure there was a New England Patriots game somewhere that Mark Wahlberg literally had to get yep. pulled out of his seat in the middle of the game to go do the shoots. Yep. Reshoots. Just just because of that uh, last minute kind of that dilemma they had. Uh, you know, I had asked Reed this. Tell me what you think. If you were given, so this is kind of off the subject, but you have $10 million given to you tonight. Mm hmm Okay. First of all, I'm sure you'd still go see Justice League. Yep. Okay. So that doesn't change. What do you do different tomorrow that you probably would have not done otherwise? It's tax exempt. It's all covered. Ten million dollars. Oh gosh. Kind of a special question. The little out of the blue question for the fiftieth episode and the two-year anniversary. Big philosophical two-year anniversary question. How? Um, well, seeing how I'm off tomorrow. Yeah, that that makes your decision there. I could. Oh gosh, I could go spend some money. Um, I would go put some money down on some more electronics. Uh huh. Probably put money down on a, a new house. Yep. Could or do just that. buy a new house. I yeah. Guess. Could go just um, say, I'll, I'll pay cash. Yeah. Pay cash on this. You can get a good house in Austin for, for about, you can get a house like real quick for $300,000. I saw oh, a billboard yeah. on the side of the road. Oh, yeah. I don't need anything crazy. Um, that. And then I would probably like, pay whatever the insane amount is that I would have to pay to get uh, Last Jedi premiere tickets. For a premiere. To yeah. be at the premiere. Uh -huh. I, I want to be I want to be in a seat where like if Mark Hamill sneezes behind me. Yeah. Like it's hitting me in the back of the neck. You're going to get a little bit of that little like kind of that saliva spit that yep. shoots and out. Just take it and I'll put it on a napkin and then put it in my pocket. Yeah, you try to get one of those little things that they take a blood sample and they put it in a little uh, little canned uh, plastic uh, cube. Yeah, and maybe e that might be worth something on eBay. Yeah, you could sign, have them sign it at one and of the shows. If, yeah, and then if if um, then it, and then if he's sitting in front of me, uh, when I get up from my seat at the end, I accidentally pluck a pluck a hair. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought you needed to shoot high, shoot shoot higher if you make it to that premiere. You, you got more than just like a little bit of a little like sneeze uh, water moisture. I was like, I want full on like like 
boogers, like saliva. <laughs> like I want that kind of sneeze. <laughs> like like where the you know when someone sneezes so bad that that it literally oh like, yeah you real feel a physical physical dense snot comes out of the nose. That and then like. I want to be at the after party too. Uh, oh yeah, you want that? You want to get that ticket too? I want the, I want the after party. Yeah. And uh, Daisy Ridley and I are having drinks. And you're having drinks with Daisy Ridley. Yeah. That to me is. I mean, I think with five thousand dollars, maybe ten thousand worst case, that could happen. That, that has to happen. Yep. All that could happen. I think. I mean, you, boy, you'd even go shopping for what you're gonna wear. That and then like I, I was, wire, I wire. A million dollars to Disney and say, "Hey, I just want to be a background character in Episode Nine. Yeah, like I, I'm literally just a That's guy you sitting want. at the bar. You like, just want, I don't yeah. care. Yeah, but you, were, you don't even have to give me like a Star Wars name or anything. Yeah. I'm just background talent. Wire that directly to J.J. Abrams. Yep. Say, hey, if you want to put that in whatever charity that is the Force cause, and uh, I'll direct, pay, I'll pay my own way. And you don't even have to. I'm, you don't I'm even need craft there. services. Nope. You'll pay your own craft services. Nope. You can have I'll the, bring my own Tylenol. Yeah, and have Jimmy John's just delivered straight to the set. Yep. Whatever food, yeah, just bring it. You hell, hell, if you got ten million dollars, I mean, you could have like five course meals, like chef delivered. Oh yeah, meals I'll too. have. Uh, yeah, I'll have uh, like, uh, what do you call them? Favor. Yeah. Favor's bringing me food from a steakhouse. Favor to the set. Yeah. Just make, make sure it's not a like a TMZ person posing as a favorite delivery driver True. to get pictures of the set they've been known they were the first ones i think got the first shots of the millennium falcon on tv when, yeah. when uh, during uh, force awakens mm -hmm. so that i asked reed the same question and then i asked him another one i said okay you get a million dollars but then the challenge is you have to spend that all before 5 a.m the next day and of course he went straight to the gutter and was like hookers and coke so that, uh, but I was like, yep, well, that's read. But that is the <laughs> fastest way to get rid of a oh, yeah. million dollars in a night. Oh gosh, so you have to spend it tonight. I would probably fly somewhere in the world that, like, like Japan or something, where yeah. retail shops are still op like they're opening. Uh -huh. Like it's so it's five a.m. our time, but it's like I don't know. It's like, okay, it's like two a.m. our time, but that's, it's like a good nine, idea. ten a.m. their time. Yeah. So I fly over there mm -hmm. and I go to like all the most expensive retailers yeah and just buy a bunch of junk stuff that you just yeah, whatever i don't need it like but go to, do like a lavar balls kid go to the louis vuitton yeah. store but actually buy my actually sunglasses. buy the sunglasses and then and not, so i would go there and just buy a bunch of stuff even yeah. if i don't need it ship it back mm -hmm. then come home and then just kind of sift through it yeah and then resell some of it then i have like Whatever Christmas you want to keep, gifts you keep for like your, the rest of my life. You had the most fun ever Christmas shop. Your your best, most exciting Christmas shopping expedition ever. Basically, I'm never gonna have to worry about Christmas ever again. You probably have like a, a decades worth of Christmas shopping taken yep. care of, and you got a trip to Japan. True. So hopefully you hit some good food while you're there too, and that mm -hmm. night because you could go the expense just. Yeah, get some good sushi. Bring some in good the ramen. Bring in. Where's the best sushi place on the on the Co this, some Kobe Steakhouse? Bring it in. I'll have it all tonight. I'll just I'll eat for tomorrow too. Yep. I love it. I love it. All right, let's go see that movie. Let's do it. I'm ready to see Justice League.
finally in the trilogy that was the 50th episode of the Thunder Pop podcast, I went out Sunday morning and got breakfast tacos with Jazz One. Topo Chico's and breakfast tacos. So here's a little bit of that. I'll have coffee. I would love coffee. An Americano. Just black coffee. I would love some coffee. Pick up, I have a cappuccino. I'll have an herbal tea. Pick up, pick up, pick up, man. It's Sunday morning. Time for breakfast tacos. Papa Presley, what's up, cat? Hey, man. What do you think about this idea? It's the second anniversary, and to celebrate, let's go get Sunday morning breakfast tacos. Tacos? Tacos sound good. It's taco clock. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Just call a seatbelt. I get it. <laughs> man, the... Uh, you ready for tacos, man? Oh, yeah. The, the uh, We call them in the uh, German cars. Like, the, uh, we call them the Volkswagens. Mm-hmm. I've heard, like, the sound it makes for the seatbelt is the beginning of their national anthem, which I can imagine being very awkward every time it comes on. I have to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's a nice day. It's kind of like a cool, crisp Sunday. Oh yeah, in it, Austin. It feels uh, kind of fallish. And I was thinking uh, the other day that uh, you know how we have four seasons. Yeah. How uh, four seasons don't really work anymore. Like we need some extra seasons. Yeah. What would be those extra seasons? Well, one for sure would be uh, football summer. Uh huh. When it's uh, when it's uh, football time, people are playing football. But still hot as fuck. <laughs> that's 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 a great and bad time of year. <laughs> but uh, yeah, with climate change, it's uh, the four seasons don't work anymore. They don't work anymore. We need new seasons added. Exactly. Right. Like in Austin, we have winter weekend. Yeah. You know where it's cold enough to break out a coat or you know take a hoodie for about a good four day weekend. Uh huh. You know, they want, that was a weird thing to sit and watch football when it's 100 degrees. <laughs> Only in Texas, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Do you think that, that uh, climate change keeps happening at this rate? It's going to be all indoor football at some point where NFL is going to become the arena league? <laughs> <laughs> as long as they don't shorten the field <laughs> and go with the arena uniforms. <laughs> oh. Well, don't tell Seattle Seattle that. I think the Seahawks already went with the arena Man, uniforms. Man, they burned my eyes. Like I was trying to watch that game the other day. It was like... How do you turn that down? I was messing with the uh, brightness <laughs> on my TV. It was still there. Like, I couldn't stop seeing that. TVs need an Instagram filter where you can go. That's the next thing they need to put on smart TVs is where you can <laughs> add your own Instagram filter to the show you're watching. <laughs> Absolutely. That one would be black and white setting when you're watching the Seahawks in those uniforms. Uh, still might not even work. <laughs> it might still somehow seep through that black and white. Oh man, here it is. We're at the Tyson Taco place. Tyson's Tacos. I'm going to try to squeeze between these two SUVs. Where are we at? In Dallas or what? <laughs> I thought we were in Austin. Where are the smart cars? <laughs> right, we're here. All right, a little head in. Awesome. Taco time, taco time. Taco clock. <laughs> Alright, just ordered. Wait, ooh, is that us? 185? I better get our number down here, figure out where we're at. We're uh, order 193. Oh, 
193. Okay, we should be soon. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. Got Topa Chico's, uh, Niga's Tacos on the way. Uh, I'm sitting here in Tyson's Tacos. You just saw Justice League, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it? Friday. Yeah. You had that, uh, was that guy, the villain, Steppenwolf? Yes. Uh, didn't he have an album in the 70s or or his own album cover or something? Like, I don't know who or what a Steppenwolf was. Was that like a, step, wasn't it a, 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 it was a 70s rock band anthem, wasn't it? Rock song. I think it was either a 70s band or a 70s song. Like, I just did not connect to that villain. Yeah, it was a good it was, it was kind of, And then they had, uh, I, I like the, um, the idea of having Aquaman finally in a, in a live action. Yeah, it was like, was he in Soundgarden or some like grunge band? Like you put a you know, plaid flannel on him uh-huh. and some Doc Martens, uh-huh. and that dude's in any grunge band in the 90s. Thank like you. that and a heroin problem. <laughs> and so it's, it's like the uh, guy from Soundgarden that can swim really well. Exactly. And I was thinking about this the other day. Okay, Entourage. Mm-hmm. Didn't they predict the uh, what, what was the uh, the cocaine movie down in Colombia? Uh, uh, narco. Yeah, uh, that. Um, I think I had a different name of this town or whatever. This should be a game uh, for parties. Name the cocaine movie. That I'm, <laughs> name, name that cocaine movie. But then it's like okay. The guy in uh, Entourage was also an Aquaman. Jeremy Piven. Yeah, no, he was an Aqu- no, Aquaman was a, a movie in the show. Oh, yes. The actor. Yeah. yeah. Momoa. Jason yeah. Momoa. No, no, no. Uh, the main guy in Entourage played Aquaman in the show. Oh, in the TV version? Yes. That one they made on the WB? No, no, no. No. It was like a show within a show. You know? Oh, oh, I got it. Yeah, they had on the show Entourage the actor. He got booked to play Aquaman. He got booked in a to movie play, and, play and then it blew up or whatever. It, it didn't happen. That's right. That's right. Well, I'm like, is Entourage like a predictor of the future? <laughs> be, well, you know what would have been a really nice little uh, nod to Entourage is that they had used that same guy to play Aquaman in the Justice League. <laughs> that that would have been. Kind of a funny nod that people, the fans of Entourage would have been like, finally, it comes full circle. It would have been like, you know, in The Simpsons and Family Guy, they predict all these things. Like, later on, they could have said then, like, Entourage, what Entourage predicted. It was that this actor was going to play Aquaman. Only thing is, the Aquaman thing got canceled, right, in the Entourage. Yeah. So maybe they were also worried it would be a curse to Justice League being made. (laughs) They would get the whole DC Extended Universe canceled. Because oh, yeah. of casting that guy to play. <laughs> so maybe that wasn't such a good idea that they do that. Oh, I think, I think that's us. Okay, let's grab these tacos. Let's grab these tacos. Oh, man, these are hitting the spot. Migas. Can't go wrong with Migas. Mm. They definitely gave me a, somehow an extra taco in this. That I wasn't expecting, but that's much better than them alternative is getting one less taco than you were expecting absolutely they have that a picture over there of a band the waters i've never seen their shows but i recognize the girl that's in the band oh yeah she's in the band i guess with her boyfriend and she actually works at taco taco deli oh wow 
And so we're at Tyson's Tacos and they've got a picture of a Taco Deli employee <laughs> hanging on their wall. I mean, that's the ultimate troll for, for Taco Deli to put their stamp on another taco place. Uh, the show was also a few days ago. <laughs> Nowhere to fatigue, yeah. Don't you hate that? You ever notice that when show uh, show poster? Because you're, you know, you're in band. Oh, yeah. And you promote shows too. And you always go to places and you see a show is like oh that would be a really awesome show to go to if i could travel back in time two weeks ago oh yeah <laughs> there's almost like there's a market there for someone to go update and take down old like the restaurants to pay someone just to oh, do that yeah. job <laughs> or when you're putting up flyers you're looking for the shows that have already happened to pull those down yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. that's good responsible poster flying oh, fire yeah. etiquette is to take the ones down that have already expired. Alright, so back to the Justice League. Oh. Why wasn't it called Super Friends? Like, since I was a kid, <laughs> I, I wanted a Super Friends movie. Mm -hmm. Not a Justice League movie, a Super Friends movie. <laughs> they called it Justice League. Well, remember it was also there for a while, they would do Justice League of America. Justice League of America. <laughs> I think they realize that uh, like Wonder Woman's not from America. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I think Superman's an immigrant from uh, another place too. <laughs> Remember the original Superman, like with the original movies with Christopher Reeve? Oh and they yeah. Had, they had that Marlon Brando plays his dad. There's an episode where he talks about how he's on David Letterman. Uh, promoting the movie, and they asked him about Marlon Brando, about that what that was like to work with him, and he 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 went on a rant about how Marlon Brando he respected him a lot as an actor and how excited he was to work with him, but then he basically alluded to the fact that how he just phoned it in, Ooh. and how he was uh, he could have just sh actually shown up and actually cared rather than just not phoning it in. Oh, so, man. so now I want to go back and watch it to see where it is that he's we can tell the acting is sort of just sort of not like trying. Yeah. <clears throat> but they had that baby, you know, the baby Superman. Yeah. And it's in this little kind of colorful silk kind of cape slash blanket. Yeah. <clears throat> Ever since I went back on YouTube and watched that clip, I've wanted to dress up my baby when that little Superman <laughs> silk <clears throat> and recreate that scene. Man, it was like, I know, I don't know, some ways Superman's a corny one, but man, I, I'm adopted. And like mm -hmm. Superman's adopted, so I've always kind of like had that connection. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, then it's like uh, you know, I hear him like reference in the other movies. Like, didn't think they were as bad as, as some people say. Like I said, I've spent hours doing worse things, but uh, yeah, it's like wasn't that uh, Christopher Reeve Superman like one of the first like superhero movies? Like, or. Would there something like before? I think there was, you know, really for the big, the big modern day blockbuster superhero movies. I kind of that's the one I kind of go back to with Superman. Oh yeah. Kind of got the whole genre started. Oh yeah. And then, so Superman one kind of got the ball rolling, but then Superman four pretty much killed the genre. So it started it and stopped it all within four movies. Oh, goodness. <laughs> now, they had the third movie. I just, it just seemed like a jump in the shark moment when they had Richard Pryor, like, trying to do, play a, play a foil in a Superman movie. <laughs> I mean, that would be, with the modern day, I mean, if you had, like, 
uh, Martin Lawrence yeah. like playing the uh, Superman villain in a DC movie. Uh, Kevin Hart playing R2-D2. <laughs> yeah. So, now, don't get me wrong. I mean, Richard Pryor is a genius comedian, but I just don't know if he worked as the as an antagonist in a, in a Superman movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the studios, though. When the studios start, like, meddling, saying, you know, Richard Pryor is really hot right now. What would really make the Superman movie better is to put Richard Pryor in there. Oh, yeah. And then they start coming up with these other ideas. They're like, what else could we do to... To really ruin this movie. Oh yeah! Didn't uh, Kevin Smith write a, uh, a treatment for the Justice League movie? He was oh. gonna he was gonna do Superman, and then also at one point Tim Burton was supposed to do Superman because for years after the Christopher Reeves <laughs> Superman movies kind of just died because of four being so bad that it just killed the the movie and killed the genre for that matter before the studios were even ballsy enough to do another superhero movie which was Tim Burton's Batman but they wanted to do a there was all these different like ideas and treatments for a Superman movie and they had started to do pre-work pre-production work on a Tim Burton Bat, uh, Superman it was Nicolas Cage playing Superman I remember seeing that and seeing some photos that came out of that yeah that's pretty uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny when you see that Nicolas Cage what Nicolas Cage Tim Burton Superman would have looked like oh yeah you know it's like some factories get typecast in my head yeah. And I guess, uh, what was it, leaving Las Vegas gets stuck in my head. Yeah. You know, just seeing him playing Superman. <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine. But that would be, a, you were talking about like a funny or die kind of bit. I'd like to see someone do like the uh, the short, like a short based off of that idea of what the Tim Burton, Nicolas Cage Superman might have been like and get a really good Nicolas Cage impersonator to do the Nicolas Cage Superman. That, that, could, that, could, that could be funny. I can't remember was it the Tim Burton Batman? It was like had the print soundtrack. Yeah. I wish I would just stay through all the Batman movies. Like all Batman movies have print yeah. soundtracks. <laughs> yeah. You know, we would have gotten the uh, we might have gotten the print soundtrack on the Superman movie if Tim Burton had had been able to finish that that film with Nicolas Cage. Oh, don't make me sad, man. <laughs> could have been could have been good. I just got a. Uh, have you ever heard of the Amazon Treasure Truck? So Amazon no. Amazon has these trucks that go around, and I saw one one day. It was called, it said Treasure Truck on it. It was over by the house, so I had to get out and like walk around it and ask about it. I say, "What's the Treasure Truck?" And they were all like very CIA undercover about it. It's like Robert 207. I'm Robinson and tacos ready. 207. Your tacos ready. <laughs> 207. Is that yours? So they were real CIA undercover about it, wouldn't tell me. And then they kind of like were trying to get rid of me. Like they were trying to get me to leave. So I was like, all right, I get the hit. And then I get, uh, I'm at Whole Foods like two weeks later and the treasure truck's set up. There's a line of people, there's an ice cream truck. It's in the parking lot. So it turns out they got this whole thing where you can get on a text, you get on their text uh, list and they send you a text. Today on the treasure truck, we're selling uh, headphones, Sony, wireless, uh, Bluetooth. $50 off. Uh, so you can say yes, I want to buy it or no, and then you buy it right there on your phone, and then it tells you where the treasure truck's going to be. So you go pick it up. So like sometimes they have a game system, sometimes they have uh, uh, turkeys, sometimes they have pies. It's all something there. It's our video, you know, all the different things. That ga- that day I was at Whole Foods. They were doing the, the uh, retro Nintendo game systems. Oh well, <laughs> yeah. Man. If drug dealers can use that. <laughs> if what? If drug dealers can use that concept. If they can, yeah. I think they're, they, they could get some technology tech in there with what they're doing. 
but when I, I first before I figured out what was going on, I thought they were just giving away free Nintendo game systems. So I, because I, I just saw people randomly get in line and get a game system and walk off. So I, I was I, at first I got in line. I was like, okay, I'm gonna get a maybe this is like the treasure truck is that's why it was so secret. It's like you have to know where the treasure truck is gonna be and then you get a free game system. So I'm in line and I literally almost they almost handed me one and I almost walked off with it before I finally said I better ask first before I just grab and go. And if I had not asked though, they literally would have just handed it to me and I would have walked off and never would have known any different that I had just stolen a game system from Amazon. They probably had cameras in that like set. set Dude, up I'm somewhere. a karma guy myself, man. <laughs> so I'm glad I asked because I could have been a uh, wanted man. It would have been on the news that night for man scenes taking Nintendo retro game system. I mean, the most embarrassing things to be busted for on the news. On oh 10, yeah, 10 o'clock news. Is, so yeah, I asked, I confirmed, and then I did get added to their lit, their, uh, their their text list. Yeah. But they haven't. I just got the blast right now that they're doing turkeys today. It's Thanksgiving. It's nearly Thanksgiving. We got diesel diesel turkey diesel, I guess diesel is the brand of turkey just 1990 that's $1.99 a pound if you're keeping track oh man so this segment brought to you by Amazon yeah <laughs> in the Amazon dollars now <laughs> Amazon I'm looking at you where's my check I'll settle for a free turkey and a Nintendo retro game system I had I had a, I was DJing a, a birthday party the other day, and I was on my way, and I had, was running late, and I realized I had forgot to shave. Like I had, I was like, I can't go there looking this way. So I stopped in the Walgreens because I was kind of hungry anyway. So I went in there to get a candy bar, and then uh, I got a razor. But I couldn't just buy a razor. Like it's all like six packs or eight packs or twenty packs of razors. And then I was thinking, man, sometimes I just want a razor. I don't want like twenty razors yeah. that's going to take me a year to get through. <laughs> Especially when you're trying to figure out just the right razor, and you might want to test one razor, and then you might want to say that razor doesn't work; it's too dull. And then you might want to move to a different razor. That razor is too too sharp. I get cut myself too easy in that razor. You might want to go from one, but then if you buy a twenty razor pack, you're stuck with those razors for a while. Before you might not like them, you're stuck with them for a while. I want my a la carte. I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> It's like cable TV. Sometimes I don't want all those channels. I want like these five channels specifically. Oh yeah. I don't necessarily have to have like the um, what's a really fringe uh, a channel that is really out there. I know there's some of them out. I, I can't think of any right now. But uh... I don't need the kickboxing's channel. I I, I, I can YouTube that. <laughs> and I tell you what I don't like is the cooking uh, stuff. The cooking shows? Yeah. You're not a big cooking like, show well, fan. One, I'm a big dude. Like, I'm sitting here watching the cooking show. Uh -huh. You're making me hungry. Like, <laughs> if there was a button on my remote control where I could order what they're cooking, uh -huh. I'd be all about it, you know? Yeah. But, uh, man, I'm just sitting there like, okay, I wasn't hungry, now I'm hungry. You know, like... <laughs> Do you want to split this bean and potato with me? Oh, dude, I am so stuffed on the, uh, these Amigas so far. <laughs> I'll save it. I can take this with me. They gave me an extra taco. This is like later on lunch. So yeah, it's like you're sitting there. It's like, why do I want to watch this? It's just going to make me hungry. Exactly. Exactly. Like, at least maybe if I had like a smell of vision I could smell what was going on. It was like, and they have the Food Channel in a uh, high def. 
Like, why does it need to be in high def? Like, it, it doesn't make it any better. It needs to be like a smell of vision. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully taste of vision. Yeah, because all you see all these people here having a good time. They're eating and they're going, hmm, this is so, this is so this, this is so that. But you're just sitting there watching it and you're not having any of what they're having. They're not sharing it with you. Exactly. Man, I remember uh, right before I started shaving my head. It was for a film, but uh, mm -hmm. somebody told me when I had my black spikes, I looked like, what was that guy? Oh. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, when you had the spikes? Yeah. Oh, uh, Guy Ferrari. Yeah. Guy Ferrari, yes. Dude, I went home and Googled Diamond, that, and I'm driving. like, no, no, no. And that's when you shake your It's like, I'm not going to be that look like that guy. So, you know, he got into a, uh, one time he ended up in the tabloids for some from something like, uh, kind of like, you know, uh, edgy or weird, like crazy, like yeah. out there. See, he apparently got drunk and got into a fist fight with his hairdresser of all people. And then there's like all the jokes that can kind of be played off of that. I mean, it, it's kind of a punchline in itself. So you, you're a huge Prince fan. Yeah. Obviously, I know. And you heard the story that time. I don't know if we ever got to talk about this on the show. But you heard the story that time about how a lady, I think she was like a like some kind of tech mogul, and she hired Prince to come and, and, and perform at her birthday party here in Austin. And this was probably back, now we're talking back like 2007, 2008. Yeah. She hired Prince, at the, and so they, they rented out the Belmont for an evening, and Prince came and, and played for her birthday party at the Belmont, and her guest, her, you know, her VIP exclusive guest that were invited to her birthday party. And then word kind of leaked out apparently about, you know, people found out like on the day of that Prince was going to play this private birthday show at the Belmont. So people had started showing up downtown like at parking garages and stuff to try to be able to, and, and standing out on the street to listen. And a couple of my friends had told me, yeah, they, we, we actually found a spot in the parking, in a parking garage where we could hear the show. Did you know ever know about that story? No, it's like if it's the parking garage I think of, like I park in that garage for work. <laughs> so that this is something that kind of slipped past you. It slipped past oh. me. I didn't know about it until after the fact. In fact, it was probably a year after it happened that yeah. I actually knew about it. No, it's like I remember when uh, Prince uh, played South by and had a tribe called Quest open for them. Yeah. Uh, now that was, was something everybody did know was going to happen. Man, I was like. Universe, I know you want me to go to that show. Like, I don't have a Samsung phone, but uh -huh. Universe, come on, make this happen. And Is that it, what the ticket the ticket in was? You had to have a Samsung It was like some phone? special hoops you had to jump through and have a oh. Samsung phone. Yeah, that was just one of the hoops to have a oh, Samsung yeah. phone. <laughs> it wasn't all the hoops. You know, did you ever see, I don't know if you saw Dumb and Dumber 2, which I thought was way better than, than, than the reviews. Not as good as Dumb and Dumber 1, but still pretty funny. <laughs> and they had that guy, I'm trying to think of his name, he's a comedian, but he always does the Fox NFL like pre-game oh, like, yeah, com yeah. comedy videos. They're really funny. So he was in Dumb and Dumber 2 and he played like an antagonist to the Dumb and Dumber <laughs> characters, like a foil. Yeah. And so he's spying on them basically. He's, he's hired to spy on them and follow them around. And so there's one scene where he he's covert, he dis camouflages himself uh, to look like he a vending machine, like he's leaned against the vending machine, <laughs> and then he tiptoes away from the vending machine, yeah. and he's painted up like the vending machine, 
to match the vending machine. And so I was thinking that would have been the way into the Prince shows if we could have somehow had done that guy's thing bit where we had <laughs> covertly painted ourselves to look like, where was it, La Zona Rosa? Yeah. If we had covertly had went to La Zona Rosa, took pictures beforehand, then painted ourselves <laughs> to look like a wall or a sign or a picture on the wall, and then, yeah. and then got in early and just stayed there standing <laughs> before the Prince show. Man. And uh, then we could have tiptoed as we had to go to the bathroom and then come back and <laughs> lean against our spots. But if nothing else, I think they would have let us stay just for the effort and the commitment. <laughs> Man, uh, a friend of mine, uh, he didn't get in but uh, they left a door open uh, at the venue. And what? He was like, he was sitting, you know, on some grass somewhere, just like listening to, to that show. Oh like, man, well, that's the next best thing. You can't actually see and listen as you get to listen to the show. Oh man, it's, I don't have many regrets in life, but not seeing Prince live, you know, uh, it's definitely one. Yeah. It was like always okay. Don't want to drive that far. Don't want to pay this much for tickets. And it's like, man, you never know when somebody's you know, not going to. You, you took it for granted that he was always going to be. He's going to be around for like you know, like James Brown. He's going to be around until he was like a senior citizen. Well, it's like when I first moved to Austin, man. Uh, back when I lived in Louisiana, and uh, Roger Troutman and Zap used to be there every three or four months. Mm -hmm. and it was like, uh, I don't want to go to this venue. It's a Tuesday night. It was always something, right? Mm -hmm. And then his brother like shoots and kills uh, Roger Troutman. Uh, and then it was like, after I moved to Austin, uh, I remember the first time uh, George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic came to town. When they did that special free show down in the... Uh, I was at that one, but not that. It was not that know. show, yeah. But uh, this one was at... Uh, what, what was it? Not Ozona Rosa Music. Austin Music Hall? Yeah, the yeah. Music Hall. And uh, man, it was like, I just moved to Austin, money was tight, tickets were like 60 something dollars. Yeah. And I was like, man, if I don't go to this show, he could die or I could die and I could never see you know, George Clinton live. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, man, I went, and it was like the first three hours, well, first two hours were like the more the Funkadelic stuff. Uh, and then they switch over to the parliament stuff, mm -hmm. and it was like, man, they did, uh, like, was it, uh, Atomic Dog, it went like 45 minutes, like, you would have thought, the song would get boring after that long, because most jam band stuff gets kind of yeah. crappy, uh -huh. but man, I thought the roof was going to blow out of that place, and it was like, money was tight the rest of that week, but man, I had like, perma smile for like, at least two weeks. <laughs> That's when you know you've seen a good show. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, uh, man, I think I'm, since I've been in Austin, I think I've seen him like six or seven more times. Uh, the last time I saw him was at Empire, and I had a friend that worked at Empire. Uh-huh. That was like backstage, uh, me and my homegirl, uh, Shelby Graham. And uh, yeah, we're hanging like just right off, like stage left. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that was that was crazy. Like sometimes you see a show and like you know it cannot get any better than this. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. So it's almost like you don't want to see them again because nothing will compare no, to the, this you, show. Yeah, it's, the bar has been set so high. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're talking about your buddy that sat out in the grass and got to hear the Prince show because the door was open. Yeah. He didn't see it. He heard it. And you're thinking about it. If you ever have a choice whether to, to see the show but not be able to hear it or just hear the show and not be able to see it, you're going to take the hear the show every time, right? Yeah, when he What's, told me he did that, like, dude, I would have... If I would have thought of that and had any idea that you could even hear 
it outside the building, I would have been there. Like, you know, I, I didn't think about it at the time either. We had Metallica at Stubbs, and I got to hear, I went to the, I was with some people, they wanted to go hear Metallica. We went to the parking garage uh, across from Stubbs, and you definitely could hear them. And it was a great, it was a great show. You could listen to it from across the street. Man, uh, one time I went to go see the uh, Roots at uh, Stubbs. Mm -hmm. And uh, afterwards, I'm, I think I'm going over to the Ritz, back when it was still the Ritz. Uh -huh. And uh, I remember I had my uh, BMX bike in, in my trunk. You know, like I parked far, pedal to the venue. Uh -huh. And uh, so after the show, like I'm going to go over to the Ritz. And I just jump on my bike and I, I pedal through and I see this parking garage. And I pedal through this parking garage and all of a sudden I hear somebody yell, Hey! And I'm like, and I look around and I notice every car in this parking garage is a cop car. Uh-oh. So, dude, I'm pedaling my ass off to get out of that garage. Get on 6th Street and I think uh, we call it, uh, the Ritz had the bike racks inside the yeah. bar. Yeah, I remember so, that. So, man, yeah. I get in there, hang my bike up, you know, like, <laughs> I'm just like hoping the cops don't show up. And then, uh, I... And all of a sudden, I see red lights outside the Ritz. Uh -huh. uh, but actually, it was for somebody, something next door. Uh -huh. But dude, my heart was like... <laughs> Those moments. <laughs> yeah, there's the... Kind of had a little bit of an intense uh, intensity there for a little bit. Oh, yeah. You never knew what they were actually there for, though. No, it was the police department's parking garage. <laughs> oh, it was literally a parking garage. It was the police parking garage. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't realize until somebody yelled, hey. You're in the police that, parking yeah, garage. That every car in there was a cop car. You got some explaining to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you get busted here. They're gonna think you're trying to uh, spy or like break into a police car or something. Yeah. Or take, take one like they do in those movies. Okay, I asked this question to everybody. So, on this show, if you had, if I gave you $10 million and you get tax exempt, it's already taxes are covered on it, you can do anything with it. Now, at this point, what would you do? Oh. How much would it cost to bring Prince back to life? <laughs> Try to use that idea they used to bring Superman back to life. Exactly. In, in Justice League. <laughs> Try to see if that can be done. The box can exactly. be done in real life. Yeah. <clears throat> if it if it takes the ten million dollars, then you'll do it. Man, exactly. <laughs> or you'll put it towards a loan to get the rest of the money. Exactly. <laughs> what? Okay. So here's the other one. Then I asked was okay, just one million dollars, but you have to spend it by 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. So you have to literally spend that money in, in uh, 24 hours. One million dollars. You have to blow it. I'm t basically telling you to blow one million dollars in 24 hours. How do you blow it? So it's like the Brewster's Mini and Brewster's Millions, right? What, what's that? <laughs> it's like Brewster's Millions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it was like... Uh, it's a shopping spree like a motherfucker. I know that for yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. Like, I may be the worst person to ask these, these type of questions because uh -huh. it's like... Sometimes when I look at my life, like, okay, if I had millions of dollars, would I still be a musician? Would I still be a DJ? Would I still, you know, take acting jobs? Mm -hmm. No. Like, I may drive something a little nicer. I may live in something a little nicer. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I don't see my life, like, radically changing. Like, I may yeah. get rid of the street job, you know. 
Uh, but other than that, man, it's like the money thing doesn't really, <laughs> you know, it's like, man, stuff I do right now, I would be doing if I was a millionaire, mm -hmm. you know, so it's like, shit, I'm kind of halfway there. <laughs> I guess you could just go, literally just go and like, start like, giving people money. Oh, exactly. People you know, say, hey, <laughs> here's 10000 Have a great Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you do a host, uh, host a, uh, uh, impromptu party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about things, ideas, how I could blow the million myself. Impromptu party. Because I haven't answered the question myself. So a million dollars in 24 hours. Yeah, I would have to throw an impromptu party. Even if it's just getting on Facebook and saying, okay, uh, free this, this, and this at this location. It'll be my own treasure truck. It'd be like a... Brought to you by Amazon. Yeah. That one would be brought to you by Thunderpop. A Thunderpop treasure truck. That's it. That's what I would do. I'd do a treasure truck. I'd give out presents, like Christmas presents. I would go get a... I'd go spring for a Santa suit for myself, though, before I did all that. A pop-up truck. Yeah. And then I would have uh, the Run DMC uh, Christmas uh, Carol blasting from... Christmas in Hollis. So I'd go get, I'd go get some new uh, Bluetooth uh, wireless speakers because I could do this anywhere. Oh, Just yeah. set up, show up, play, you know, Christmas in Hollis, and uh, and then the the uh, the Christmas suit, the Santa Claus suit, and then I'd have a Run DMC gold chain and Adidas. So some of that million dollars would go towards getting my Adidas, my Santa suit, my gold chain, and the speakers. <laughs> then the rest would go into handing out presents somewhere. Exactly. That's what I do. I do a Christmas in Hollis treasure truck pop up. <laughs> Amazon, I'm looking at you. You owe me some free stuff. <laughs> What's that dude's name? The Be Bezos? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Be Bezos guy. The Amazon dude. I hear they're going to have drones delivering stuff. Uh, these are not the drones you're looking for. <laughs> What's that? These are not the drones you're looking for. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I got another one for you. Another what if. I can tell you, you can get a screening of, you don't even have to wait till December, uh, mid-December. You can screen, I'll, I'll let you screen uh, Last Jedi today. Today. But the catch is, it's during the time, the same time as the Saints game. Do you say, I'll wait till December? Or do you say, oh, oh, let me think about this for a second. <laughs> it's a full finished cut. You'll be the first one to see it out of everybody you know. Oh man, that, that's a hard one. Man. Is it almost like opening up your Christmas presents too soon? And spoiling Christmas a little bit too early? Oh, man, that's a hard question. Okay. The Saints are playing Washington today. Yeah. Washington's not doing that well. Not doing that well. It might not be a good game. Not maybe not be, may not be a super marquee matchup. Exactly. Could be a lopsided game. Now, if it was talking about an LSU game. You know, where there's only like 11 games in a season versus right. the 16 games. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a harder. Pros. It's a harder. Yeah, it's I easier. I would say if there's an LSU game, I would have to watch the LSU game. It's like I'll wait if till December. The Saints versus the Redskins. Uh, you know, you might got me with Star Wars. <laughs> and if it was the Saints versus the Browns, just as a hypothetical, you wouldn't even have to take think about it for a second, would you? Because <laughs> that's just bad football. <laughs> At oh, least on one side of the ball. Oh, exactly. Horrible. <laughs> horrible. They, in fact, they probably should uh, they should pay you to watch the, anybody to watch the game, the Cleveland Browns game. Man, I've been loving these uh, group celebrations they've been doing in the NFL. Yeah, they're back. Like, you like would it. not expect like those guys to be that creative, you know? Yeah. Like, 
uh, the, the what's it? The uh, Chiefs doing the hacky sack? Uh, yeah, I think the uh, Pittsburgh was playing keep away. Yeah, they played a <coughs> keep away game. Yeah. It's yeah, you know, it's just like you don't expect these jocks to be that creative. I mean, like you have a short time, you know, a few seconds after you touchdown, mm-hmm. and it's like, man, that some of this stuff is just like creative as hell. You know, one of my fantasies would be to be an NFL owner, to own a football, own an NFL football team, because I was just thinking about all the things I would do that would be similar to other owners, and then things that I would do different in my own way. And one of the things I would do now is I would actually pay someone a salary to be a team choreographer, because I'm so in, I'm so into the celebrations, and I was like, I want to have the best celebration dances too. So I would have like a choreographer come in and would spend at least. You know, a couple of hours a week <laughs> set aside just for celebration dance choreography, new choreography dances. If they started getting kind of bland, I might have to fire him and swap him out with a new choreographer. If the celebration started getting a little too, re- too redundant, I might even call in Dion. Because I'm, I'm just I'm waiting for the first person to do a throwback Dion Dion Dan Sanders celebration dance, which I still think was one of the best, just standalone solo performance dances in the NFL. It was so good, he got to be in MC Hammer video. Was it the Icky, sh- was the Icky Shuffle? <laughs> oh, Icky Shuffle was good too. There's also the slide. Oh yeah. Is that the uh, the slide, and was that the Icky Shuffle where he did the slide and then they do the shake? Uh, no, there was a different one for that. I can't remember. That was the, the guy that played for the Oilers. Was Oilers the Icky Shuffle? No, that was that was the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. He was the Bengals. The Oilers guy is the one that would do the slide and then they do the shake. That was pretty good, too. And then Dion had his own thing. Yeah, it was pretty good. I guess the whole, uh, the whole uh, theme of where we were going with the whole story about George Clinton and then not getting to see Prince, kind of going back on that, is... Just don't take things for granted. Do things when you have a chance to do them. That, that's kind of the the, oh, yeah. the moral of that story. Man, it's like uh, heard it said before. I think it's on the TED Talk. Man, it's like sometimes money spent on experience is you know worth a lot more to you than money spent on like material things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that first George Clinton show yeah. was a spiritual experience, and mm-hmm. seeing them the other times, you know. Man, are all like incredibly valuable to me. It changed the way you felt. Like you walked around the next ten days, you were lifted in a way you wouldn't have been lifted if you had not gone to that Dude, show. My feet didn't even touch the ground for like fourteen days. <laughs> That's some Jedi stuff there, <laughs> floating around. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, uh, I'll show it to you later. But a friend of mine sent me a, a graphic that was like Prince as a Jedi. Uh huh. Oh. And I think I'm I saw seriously that seriously coming like that close to getting like Jedi Prince tattooed like above my uh, <laughs> Prince symbol. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, one more. I got to go ahead and drop this on this episode. Since it's our anniversary show, you do have a, a prediction about Luke for Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah, man. It's like, um, I think it was like Lucas uh, was like saying that you know, there may be similarities, but the uh, episode's kind of rhyme. Yeah. You know? And I like how you put that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some things, you know, uh, it's heard some people have some issues with um, The Force Awakens mm-hmm. saying it was too much like A New Hope. Yeah. And there were some echoes and some similarities, but I don't think it was the exact same. But, you know, if this is the uh, Strikes Back, 
of this of this trilogy you know you know like i wouldn't be mad at it you mm -hmm. know like uh i mean if you look at the story arc of like the original the holy trilogy mm -hmm. you know i mean there was uh it was a darker empire was darker you know than um the others and yeah. that's what we're coming into you know cool but uh man it's like i've heard there's there's some talk of uh what do you call it uh, surprise like they're Satan's own car with you no know, Luke I'm your father you know? yeah something big yeah and it was like man just uh, kind of wondering if like if Luke may be damaged enough at the end of this movie mm -hmm. that he is masked you no know, like Vader he goes in the helmet yeah you Luke know, in the helmet I mean if, okay you no know, oh. okay if you look at uh, we call it uh no, Kylo Ren. Yeah. Oh, bigger. I mean, they're similar helmets. Yeah. You know, they're similar. And it's like, man, part of me wonders if, you know, not saying he'll be exactly that or in, in all black and helmeted, but I don't know, man. It's like I've seen some um, videos online, man. I've become that Star Wars nerd that I'm uh -huh. all these predictions. Yeah. And it's like, you know, part of me is like, what's that? craziest thing that could happen yeah you know and that may be a, a long shot you know to me it's kind of fun hearing all these predictions and stuff but i kind of wonder like could that be it you know uh-huh but uh that, i don't know that's uh man i don't know if i can handle that him in a, in a him going in the helmet is that you're saying him going to the dark side I don't even know the dark side, maybe the gray side, you know. Yeah, because they say he's been working in that gray area now here yeah. for a while. You know, it's Ooh. like, you know, kind of like the storytelling in the last few movies. I mean, the first few, I mean, the Holy Trilogy is Masonic, you know, uh, Japanese space westerns, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember, okay, it's like the prequels didn't fit that. You know, and I think that's why I left a lot of people disappointed because yeah. you expect one thing, talking about like the Super Friends movie, mm -hmm. you have these expectations and that wasn't what it was. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of learned to go back and appreciate the prequels as what they were. Yeah. But, uh, man, I just kind of uh, wonder like where they're taking, you know, this, this, uh, Call it. This trilogy. Yeah, 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 this trilogy. Yeah, where it's gonna go. Yeah. Ooh. Well, you heard it here first, Luke. It's a, it's a wild one. It's, it's a, it's a, an out hey, there that's one. That's what we like man, to do: is throw things know. up in the air and see where they land. We had predicted on our podcast, of course, you know that Han Solo, <laughs> the Han Solo dying in the, the original trilogies or the last trilogy. I mean, the, in this trilogy, not the last. In this trilogy, we predicted that. So, hey, maybe we predicted. Even when we saw Empire, if somebody would have told us, you know, uh, Vader is Luke's father, like. That would have it would have seemed crazy, just crazy, yeah. crazy talk. It would have been like, whoa, whoa. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to take this taco and go lay on the couch. Awesome. And then I proceeded to lay on the couch for the next eight hours with my taco. The taco from the restaurant. I finished that actually rather quickly, the first eight seconds. But then I proceeded to lay on the couch for the next eight hours after that. All right. We've got agree or disagree for that ass. All right, here's the agree or disagree question for Reed Charles on the 50th episode and second anniversary of Thunderpop. I ask you this, Reed. Uber, you know Uber? Uh -huh. Uber that drives you around places? Uh -huh. Have you ever gotten an Uber ride? No. Well, 
Here, you know what it is though. Yes. Uber and Lyft. Well, Uber, have you ever thought about driving for Uber? Uber. Yes, I did. Did you do it? No. Uh, why not? I don't want people in my car. <laughs> well, they can ride my trunk, but not my car. This might change your mind. Uber is now working with NASA and they're promising us flying cars. And they've actually, in one report I've read, has said that they think they'll have flying cars up and going by 2020. They're working like day and night around the clock and they're putting tons of money into trying to expedite and make flying cars a real thing. They said it's going to have a lot to do with altering infrastructure in some cities to be able to make it work. That's three years. Do you believe, do you agree that they can make it happen? No. Disagree? Disagree. Why is that? Go back three years from right now, go back three years. Uh -huh. How long did it take him to do the 130 road? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how the long, road. How long did they're it still take? messing it up yeah, too? Yeah, the, the rail, the rail system here in Austin. How long did it take them to finish still, it? They never finished it. Right. It barely goes anywhere. There's no way they're going to. It takes have, you from like one one side of the street to the other. That's it. Yeah. There's no way they're going to have this done in three years. This, this is like a 20-year, 15-year project. Well, yeah. So these, when I say flying cars, they look more like a air a helicopter airplane hybrid. This is one of the models that they're flying around right now, testing. It's got propellers on the top. I like it, but it's that's a 20-year project, man. Yeah, and they say that this thing here would take you like on, a, if you wanted to go to Dallas, oh. it would zip you over to Dallas real quick. So it See, would- See, I could go from, from cemetery to cemetery doing my research, I could just take one of those. You could take one of those, just pay the Uber driver to take you over there, yeah. Well, this is, uh, this is what they're doing, but I agree with you too. I think 2020 seems a little bit sudden. Unless they borrow the technology from aliens. <laughs> we got the idea from them and how to do it. If, if they had anti-grab, then that would work excellent. The crazy Uber guys. All right, Johnny Lightfoot, for this 50th episode and the second anniversary, I got my agree disagree question for you. Are you ready? Ready as I'll ever be. Here goes. So Sebastian Stan, now we're talking about something in the uh, Marvel universe. Mm -hmm. Sebastian Stan, who has played Winter Soldier all yep. throughout the uh, Captain America and Avenger movies, has in last months, this is startlingly, going. how much he resembles the young Mark Hamill. Mm -hmm. And there was been some side-by-side -side pictures where they took his face and they just put it on a Mark Hamill head yep. with the hair from like Empire Strikes Back and the body from Empire Strikes Back and they show the comparisons and then even Mark Hamill now has even come out and said yeah that guy he, he could play me he's he he's he definitely looks like me that's that's my he, he even made a joke I think Mark Hamill and his wit in uh, in, in sense of humor said you know uh, Sebastian Stan you know he made the I am your father kind of joke in yeah. Twitter in the Twitterverse so there's been people on the, on the internet now has have been kind of lobbying for the idea of Sebastian Stan playing the young Luke Skywalker in just these hypothetical prequels that would take place probably after Empire, after Return of the Jedi, but obviously right. before Force Awakens, somewhere kind of not too far after Return of the Jedi, perhaps if they wanted to make a Luke Skywalker prequel. <laughs> kind of ironic since there already is Luke Skywalker prequels, which are the original movies. Mm -hmm. but. In that whole idea, is it too far-fetched? Would you agree that this actually is going to happen at some point in time? We will see Sebastian Stan cast 
and they're going to give the internet what they want him playing a young Luke Skywalker. Hmm. I'm. Wow. This is one of. Uh, agree. You agree? Agree. Yeah. No, d definitely, especially with Mark Hamill's blessing. Uh huh. Um, and then you have the troves on the internet, and uh, once they get it, started, they don't stop. It and it, you know, we're getting a Star Wars movie a year from now until uh -huh. they stop making money, which is never going to happen. Yeah. Um, this tra uh, trilogy is coming to an end in 2019. Mm -hmm. Ryan Johnson's getting his new trilogy. He's going to do a trilogy. But we're gonna need some more, some more movies. Yeah. And everybody wants, uh, Ewan McGregor Obi Wan movie. And now, you know, yeah. everybody wants a Luke Skywalker. What was he doing after Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Did he start to rebuild, um, try to rebuild the Jedi Academy? And mm -hmm. uh, Sebastian Stan. He's already part of the uh, the Disney family. Yeah, which is another reason why people are like, they jump on this bandwagon right away and say, well, he's already there. Yeah. He's in the same building. So, yeah, 100% agree by um, make it happen. I don't need it tomorrow, but... Yeah. We're we're getting enough this month. We're this, yep. this, this year. We're getting a really nice, nice we, treat. We, 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 these last two months of the year are uh, are special. Yeah, they are. They are. There it is. Johnny, agree, disagree. I do want to thank my guest for the 50th episode and second anniversary of the Thunderpop podcast. Of course, in this order, Reed Charles, Johnny Lightfoot, Jazz One, all join me for this show, Podcasters in Cars Getting Coffee, where we talked about a little bit of everything. I want to thank them all. And now, here is a little... Thoughts and advice to close it out. I think I'll have a cappuccino. I'll have an herbal tea. I can talk just as well holding this cup as if there were coffee in it. What's the difference? We go to an ice cream shop. I get a cone and you get a salad. That's the difference. And you go, what? I'm eating, you're eating. It's the mood. <laughs> Oh, you got a coffee. That's nice. I'm having a coffee. Oh, no. Wow, what a beautiful car. The one guy makes a move on me, so I crack him in the jaw. The other guy <laughs> smashes me with a bottle in the face. Elephants painted gold, and they come in with helicopter launching pads on their backs, and helicopters land, and monkeys come out and play kazoos. Yes! So I move out to the night out, he moves out to Palm, he moves out to Bishop, da, 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 and in two minutes he's moving here, got me into defense, boom, checkmate. I went, whoa! Give me Larry David in the debauch, the debauched. <laughs> and there it goes. Some thoughts and advice for you. Everyone have a great month, hour, second, millisecond, uh, second anniversary. Have a good one. Next episode, all Star Wars. All Last Jedi, wall to wall for 51. Get ready. It's coming. December 15th, Last Jedi.
Okay, I lied. Thunderpop is a Hit the Bricks production.